Welcome to Vintage Burn. I'm Kev. Marco. And Doug. And tonight we're going to be covering 2013's supernatural horror film, The Conjuring. It's part of the entire universe of The Conjuring and Annabelle. Uh, but this time around, we're just going to actually be doing The Conjuring where it all started, right? Yeah, we're going to do the first movie, yeah. Absolutely. Cool. Kind of like the beginning, if you will. Like you said, the universe. That's right. Um, so why don't we start kind of at the, at the beginning of The Conjuring? Do you, do you want me to just give a quick synopsis you can do that. to kind of fill everybody in sure. if people haven't watched the flick yet? So this is going off of Wikipedia. The Conjuring is a 2013 American supernatural horror film directed by James Wan and written by Chad Hayes, also known as Carrie W. Hayes. I guess they must be related. Chad Hayes and Casey, Carrie Hayes. Sure. Uh, in the inaugural film, The Conjuring Universe franchise... Featuring Patrick Wilson and Vera Farmiga, star, uh, who are starring as Ed and Lorraine Warren, paranormal investigators and authors associated with the prominent cases of hauntings. They're uh, purportedly real-life reporters inspired by the Amityville horror story and film franchise as well. Uh, the Warrens come to the assistance of the Perone family, who experienced increasingly disturbing events in a farmhouse in Rhode Island in 1971. Conjuring was released in the United States and Canada on July 19, 2013, and received positive reviews from critics. It grossed over $319 million worldwide against its $20 million budget. A sequel, The Conjuring 2, was released on June 10th of 2016, with a third film coming out in 2020, which we will probably cover at some point on top of The Conjuring 2 at some point, I guess. Possibly, yeah. yeah man. Like a three-part series, kind of make it a, so, like a trilogy. Cool. Alright. Alright, cool. Let's get to it. So, um, the beginning. The beginning of the movie kind of opens up with the backstory of Annabelle. Kind of how, I guess, she came to be. So back in the 60s, some college kids gave what they thought was a little girl who died in their apartment permission to inhabit the doll. Which um, they later turned out was a very bad idea. Um, why you would even have that doll is fucked up and beyond me. Because that thing is creepy. Agreed. But then again, I've definitely lived in houses before where there was weird shit in the basement. Do dolls creep you guys out? Yep, some of them do. Not all. Yeah. Yeah, but like that one would. Like, like honestly, like they, that one would. They did a great job with the Annabelle yeah, doll. Just the features are just very dark, exaggerated and dark. Yeah, it's... I mean, just to, not to cut you off, but I mean, like, uh, if you watch, like, Annabelle Creation, it shows how the actual doll is made in that movie. Okay. Oh, so, cool. So it's pretty cool. And, and But that's why I don't understand. It says that, uh, in that, I don't know, I don't want to get too far off a beaten path, but Annabelle Higgins died in that apartment or whatever. But in Annabelle Creation, I think it tells a different story, but I'm going to have to rewatch it because I've only seen it once, so I may be wrong. But anyway. Oh, uh, yeah. So we'll just start from what we got from this, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Um, so they, they let the little... The entity um, inhabit the doll. Uh, that's when things get weird. Annabelle kind of becomes like the crazy ex-girlfriend, leaving like miss me notes and <laughs> just being like a psycho. That's a good point. So it's, <laughs> so it's when they find the room trashed with like crayons scrawled all over, miss me, miss me, question mark. Um, they, they go to throw in the dumpster. She returns with another creepy ass note. And that's when they um, call Ed and 
um, Lorraine. Lorraine, thank you. Yep. And and so then that's kind of like still kind of building up that the Annabelle story in the beginning. So they meet with Ed and Lorraine, um, and then they tell them that there is no Annabelle. That it's uh, uh, some kind of um, manipulative inhuman spirit, and what they describe that as is something that has never walked the earth in human form. Some kind of demonic entity. Entity, yeah. Right. So, it's, so it's not it's not like a cute little ghost that you know because they state that they're nurses and we help people and we mm-hmm. want to help this poor little soul, but they that's not not the case. They were trying to use that the doll as a conduit to possess in, a person. In, but, yeah. Just as a side note for for people. Um, these stories are supposedly based on true events and Ed and Lorraine Warren, uh, Lorraine was, is, was supposedly a clairvoyant clairvoyant Mm -hmm. and she actually just passed away this, this past month, April 18th, 2019. I don't know how old she was probably in her seventies or probably eighties. Make your point. I'll get, I'll get it. Um, and Ed Warren, I think is still alive too, but Marco will pull that up. But so, I mean, these, these guys are real. This isn't like, these are just characters in a movie. Um, these are real people. Some of these events supposedly happen. I don't know. I'm, I'm a skeptic. I know the guys here have their own views too on all of these events. Obviously the movies are probably heightened, but pretty sure most of these movies were based on, um, events that may or may not have actually happened in real life. So it's kind of cool. You know, it's, she was 92 when uh, she shit. passed away. Jesus. And Ed Warren actually died in 2006. Oh, oh shit. And okay. uh, I don't know what age he was, but if you want to do the math, 26 to 2006, that shouldn't be too hard. 80 years old or so. That makes sense anyway. statistically Which, anyway. Oh, women. The yeah. women always outlast the fucking men. <laughs> yeah, it was all that bacon she cooked from on Saturday mornings. <laughs> you want one or two pounds of bacon today? <laughs> That's good. Yeah, but I think the whole Annabelle part two was also done to set up who the Warrens were and also to set up another film franchise. So I don't think that was necessarily necessary, you know, but I think it was done for that. Just, you know, set up that whole Annabelle series. I mean, there's a third one coming out already. Just kind of planting the seed just for the... They, yeah. they know what they're doing, you know? Yeah, of course. Get everyone hooked with this, of course. this true story because that's what really drew me into this and adds an extra creep factor is it's like based on true events. That's what always kind of like really fucks with you, like... Yeah, to, I, like Kevin said, to what extent and how much embellishment may or may not have been added for for cinema purpose, but yeah. And if we we do remember, we should add the Annabelle three trailer to like our Facebook page or whatever, because it's actually pretty cool. It involves that little room that you see in the beginning. You know, the room, the treasure uh, room, yeah, of, the treasure room, yeah, of all of the whatever different objects that they take from each of the hauntings that they right, have. right. That's a fucked up room. Like, it is. Who the hell wants that in What's their house? My, looks like my apartment. Yeah, it, <laughs> <laughs> it does, actually. You have a treasure trove of demonic possessed items. You know, on that topic, when I do like my metal detecting or antiquing or anything, I want to buy anything old. I'm always afraid that I'm going to buy some creepy thing that has some... Because I've heard stories like first-hand stories. Of Attachment like, to it? Yeah. Like, maybe not like... Obviously, demonic or um, aggressive, it, but just like seeing things like after something appeared out of nowhere. Yeah. Um, so yeah, one of these days, if I just like disappear because I found something cool in the ground, you'll guys will know. Well, no. You'll know. Yeah. You know how to just call them. Well, I can't call them anymore. So you know, my call the ghost hunters. <laughs> He's easy. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> Very easy. Uh, all right. So um, and that brings us to 1971 in Harrisville, Rhode Island. Uh, the Peron, Peron, Peron. I would say Peron. Peron family moves yeah. into this this older house that was built in the 1860s. 
Um, Best part of that intro is just the time period music too. I mean, I I I love that it's a time period movie. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm just a sucker for those, and they did it so well. And it starts off with that um, time of the season. I think by the zombies. Mm-hmm. It's just a killer track, and yeah, I forgot. Great. Like you don't you know, hear that track often in movies, so I'm like, oh, that's so good. When I was a kid, I didn't, I didn't appreciate like this creepy, like the creepiness, just the vibe of those '60s songs. Yeah, nope. You know, when totally you were a kid, agree. You're, oh, this isn't grunge. This isn't metal. This isn't rock. You yep. know, like, but it, it it has a very creepy feel. Yeah, the '60s definitely had some awesome sound. I think it was those creepy organs that people loved it too. They were into mm-hmm. it. The Doors too had an awesome yeah. sound. Iron Butterfly. <laughs> Iron Butterfly. Yep. Um. So, typical kids playing in a brand new house. Um, they go into a closet, playing a game. They somehow discover that there's a basement. Yeah, they're playing the clap game, which the, is the best game ever. Oh, the clap, well, the clap <laughs> game? When you say it like that, it sounds like, is that like, uh, should I wear a condom or not? Yeah. That's the teenage game that most people... The clap game? Yeah, clap that, game. Don't, that don't enjoy. Yeah, I played that in my 20s, but we'll move on from that. All right, so this clap game doesn't end with penicillin. It was good. Let's just... Oh, my God. So, um, so they, um, are we reviewing the dirt or are we reviewing the conjuring? Not with 100% more squirting. Oh, my God. So, um, so Roger goes down. He's like, wow, there's a basement down here. There's a bunch of crazy old shit. And, you know, they don't think anything of it. Uh, that's when weird shit starts happening to them. That's when the floodgates open. That's when the floodgates open. Nothing. And it happens quickly. That's what I like about this yeah. movie, too. It almost gets right into it. Mm-hmm. So wouldn't you guys think, like, oh, look, what? I wonder why the cellar's hidden behind this fucking closet. Like, I'd have questions right away. I'd be like, why the hell? I wouldn't be thinking, like, oh, they just kind of, you know, just did this on purpose and built a closet. Why the hell would somebody block a goddamn cellar? But you know what gets me? Like, adding real life, none of this is a movie. Like, dealing with, like, construction and, and, and you, you're, you're a homeowner. You know, there's a whole process that comes to it. Even when the bank sells it, because they mentioned that they bought off the bank. The bank, it's an investment for the bank. They mm-hmm. want to know that the furnace was in that room. Like, how would they not know where the furnace is? Like, no one looked at that before the bank paid yeah. off this loan to buy yeah. the house like it would you I'd, I'd have questions right away i'd be like they're hiding something yeah There's, so something's definitely something's fucked up fucking red flags mm-hmm. right from the, out of the gate <laughs> but no you know they're excited they're it's a it's their i think it's probably their first house you could assume it's like they, they it put, is and they got it at auction and everything they put so everything, they put everything they had it. into it yeah yeah, yeah. so they're no matter what they're not leaving mm-hmm. yeah it's pretty much all their money's tied up in it he's a truck driver and there's a couple scenes where He's on the phone. He's like, well, that's half my rate, you know, but he'll just take whatever he can get. It's kind of like Amityville, too. Right. right? It's like the Eddie Murphy yeah. joke. You ever seen the Eddie Murphy joke where no. you, you hear something in the background, you're taking a shower, and, like, you just hear something going, get out. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, I'm getting the fuck out of there. What are these people doing staying there? I don't get it. Get out. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty so, clear to me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'll leave, but just don't follow me. That's know? right. That's all. Yeah, so that's when the floodgates open. Uh, Bruce started appearing on the wife, on Roger's wife. Clocks start stopping at 3.07, slamming doors, rotting flesh smells, the whole nine. Yeah. Weird shit that they really can't rule out as one thing or the other. It's just, it's too new. It's too weird. Yep. So that's when they contact Ed and Lorraine. Oh, and the kid's being touched, too, in bed. Mm-hmm. You gotta mention Jeez. that. It's oh, yeah. Just, yeah, the kid's Yeah, the touched. kid's getting pulled down, and then the you corner... You can just her leg being pulled. Just... Kids. The kids are being touched. 
Yeah, you skipped a whole bunch of stuff, man. There was like the whole scene with the corner, the the person in the corner. <laughs> yeah, th- I'm just going by like because we this would be like a six hour podcast if one. Yeah, we can't go. Scene. Yeah, but that's a good point. So we that's where but that's we, a big one. That's like well, a that's why we got to remember the whole point of us. Every when Doug talks, we just we cut him off and interject. <laughs> that's how this works. That's why it's you know what I think it's best if Doug always dictates the podcast. <laughs> you and I just cut him off anyway. So might as well make it work in our favor. See, I'll give you the. Points you guys fucking run with it. This is going. I'll throw a dumb joke so, in, and I go to my next point. Just real quick, there's a part where the daughter See? wakes up sleepwalking. <laughs> they think she's sleepwalking, and she keeps banging her head into the the big bureau thingy or whatever. What's that uh, called? I'm, I'm sorry, we're gonna have to check with our um, furniture expert. What is it, Marco? <laughs> What is it called? <laughs> I believe it's an armoire. Armoire. Oh, there you I'm go. I'm surprised Thank you don't know that. You know what a shade is. I know, yeah. Shades. Do it because I wake up naked on them. I like shades like <laughs> If he ever woke up naked in an armoire, then he would know the name. Be, would be, I would definitely, I would definitely, it would be burned in my head. We're going to ask Lauren if when she came down the stairs, if she saw the, the back crack, Marco back crack. She's like, I, this, I thought it was a scene of the couch. This is back, though. It just went from his neck to his fucking knees. It was just Speaking, that one crack. Since we're on the subject of Marco's crack, uh, Marco's crack and home. And, and and furniture and stuff. You know, it's funny when we when we bought this house a year ago. I did ask. There was like one of the questions I had asked, and my realtor like gave me this weird look, and I'm like, "Does anybody die in that house?" I just wanted to know. They're supposed to legally tell you. Yeah, they have to. They the, have to the funny part is, um, I don't. I, we got like a smile, and he laughed, and then that was it. I don't think. I think that was a. <laughs> we never really got an answer. So we need, we need a little backstory here. When Kevin first moved in, I remember he sent me pictures of the listing. And in the basement, I shit you not, there was like 700 receptacles for plugs. <laughs> they were definitely shooting porn. And now that Kevin said that someone might have died, it was most likely a snuff film, like an 8mm. <laughs> well, the guy who owned this house originally, he did go to prison and he was a sheriff, which is kind of strange. So oh, they're all... Yeah, I'd, I'd love to know. I'd love to know the story behind that. But if walls could talk, man. If walls could talk. If eighty-five receptacles could talk, man. Yeah. So anyway, um, Marco's back crack. Yeah. <laughs> on the chaise lounge. So yeah, basically the witch. War, what is it? The witch in the wardrobe. Line the witch in the wardrobe. Basically, it looked like that. That's yeah. that's what it looks like. It's that massive. It's one of those where you could open it and almost walk into it. Right. Yeah. Very very ornate, like a closet, but freestanding. But there's several scenes involving that, you know. Yeah, where the girl walks in and she's banging her head yeah, into it over and into over it. again. Yeah. And she's known for sleepwalking in the past, so they think nothing of it. Yeah. You know, and then uh, in the corner, all of the you'll notice in this movie, there's a lot of parts where it's complete darkness, and and that's what I like. James Wan uses that to our advantage. He doesn't have to make frightening scenes. The frightening part is. The unknown that lurks in the darkness, and you can't see anything. It's just pitch black, and you know, like the girls in bed going, "You can't see that." And then the other sister gets up and goes in the corner, and she's like, "What are you talking about? There's nothing here." And she's like, "Oh my god, it's right behind you," and you still don't see anything. But it's that fear of like something's coming, something's coming, something's coming, or or you think you start seeing stuff. Like I swear I saw something, but you don't. It's the element of suspense. you know, without having to actually go the full nine yards, because they're just taking it from Carpenter. And then, and then mm-hmm. the, the scare scenes that do occur, yeah. I think they're they're earned really well. They're they they have that slow suspense, and they're not like the catch jumps out of the cupboard. It's just like yeah. there's something that's like just the the sound. Agreed. You know, and it's they're earned. They're not like cheesy. They're not um overdone. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And there's a couple other little cool parts where they hang up the pictures in the hallway. 
And then uh, she hears everything just tumbling down. The pictures just all start falling off the uh, the yeah, wall. Yeah, that was intense. Which is cool. And then uh, what's the other part that I just had in my head? Uh, oh, yeah. So the, the part that gets her to go to Ed and Lorraine Warren, which is when she goes, she's going down towards the basement and she falls down the stairs or gets pushed down the stairs and she tumbles <laughs> like, like you explained. And whoever did that stunt whoever this, must have yeah, been hurting. Yeah, whoever was doing the stunts. <laughs> Um, for the mother, holy fuck, yeah. man! I'm like that was that was a really good fall scene because the camera kept on it the whole time, and I'm like, I'm surprised she didn't whack her head off a beam or something. Maybe and she then, did. Yeah, and then simultaneously, yeah, as that's going on upstairs, the girl sleepwalking into the armoire again. <laughs> a and wall. So she puts her down, and her sister takes her, puts her in the bed, in the same room as the armoire. And then she turns around and there's the witch on top of the armoire that and jumps was down. That was great. Scene. On top of her, she starts screaming, the mother's screaming, so the basement comes over, the dad happens to come then up at the scream. same time. <laughs> yeah. And then the dad basically when he walks in the room, it all stops. And then now it goes to Ed and Lorraine Warren. Okay. Yeah, I'm not trying to jump shit, but that's the point. I'm gonna do the main points, then we'll kinda Yeah. So well, I just wanted to have this whole setup to Yeah, no, no. The, and by the way, the uh, father is uh, if you don't know, he was in Office Space. Ron he was Ron Rivington, and that's all I can think of. Yeah, is him in Office Space. In Swingers, time. I don't know if you guys ever remember. I've seen him in Swingers, swingers but yeah. he's still Office Space to me. He'll always be Office Space. And he's also I mentioned this to you the other night. Um, the man who killed Hitler, and then the Bigfoot um, with oh. Sam Elliott from Tombstone is coming out this year. I think it's already out. It's already out. Have you Have you guys seen it or? I have not. I've heard a lot of really. Really mixed reviews. It got a 5.5 on IMDb, but that means nothing to me. No, yeah. but I, I... It's not a 0, just, it's not a 10. I so. heard it's just like a really strange... It's just strange. I don't even know like, what to talk about. It's called The Bigfoot? Uh, no, it's The Man Who Killed Hitler and The Bigfoot. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, it's know. like a weird kind of... I the truth. The, yeah, the name yeah. one just made my... Drew, got my attention. Well, I love Sam Elliott anyway. He's he's awesome. But Is he yeah. the guy in Roadhouse? No. He's just the guy that talks when he talks. Is he in Roadhouse? No, that's maybe. Patrick Swayze. No, 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 the old guy in Roadhouse isn't that Sam Elliott? I don't know. Sam Elliott's he, tra- he trains. He's Virgil. Sam Elliott's been. No, I know, I know, I know who he is. He's oh. been. He's been old for like forty. Yeah, years. he has been. But old. he ages really well, yeah, though. That's an age. He ages really quick, really fast, and then he's just been riding out. He's like, like a piece of leather, American yeah. piece of leather. He is the iconic American leather. fucking Western actor. Like he is. Yeah, he, he probably gets. I mean, he's typecast, but he does it so well, and there's a reason. Roadhouse. He is in Roadhouse. Yeah, he is. Yeah. He was old then when he did it back yep. in the eighties. Yep. Eighty nine, so, baby. So, uh, you can't see it right now, but Doug has a massive heart on right now because he loves Sam Elliott so much. Mostly Tombstone, but he was good in Ghost Rider. I thought you were going all like the anchor man on us. <laughs> Mr. Bergen, you have a massive erection right now. <laughs> it's an optical illusion. It must be the pleats of the pants. I'm actually going to the pants store right now. Walking it off. Don't act like you're not impressed. All right. I- I've seen that movie. It smells Bugs. like Bigfoot's Just dick. It smells like Bigfoot's dick. <laughs> Dude, the outtakes. <laughs> it smells like a turd wrapped in burnt hair. Dude, the outtakes is the best when he starts talking about, it smells like the inside of a fake leg. It's just... <laughs> Dude, it, it just... They kept getting worse and worse and he's just hosing him down. Oh, but anyway, we... we back to the... The Conjuring. All right, let's get back to the Conjuring. Conjuring. Yeah, Marco wanted to do this just because it was a, also like a mega song. song. Don't yeah. summon the devil. No, I actually Don't really... Call to be honest, actually, I, I really dig this movie. And I know we haven't gone to that part yet, but I've literally seen this movie like 15 times. Like, since, I don't know, three months ago. It is. Yeah. It's a, and I love movie. it. And that's why, like, I, I actually suggested this movie for a few months ago. 
And then we ended up doing Leprechaun mm-hmm. yeah, uh, to do the whole St. Patty, Patty's Day theme. And then I figured, let's do Lords of Chaos last month because it was current. So yeah. we had to eventually yeah. get to this, you know, yeah. which yeah. is cool. But I'm sorry. Go on, Matt. Oh, and uh, this podcast is not brought to you by the word visceral. Yeah. This month. Not, not today. <laughs> we have a new sponsor. <laughs> yeah, <a> new sponsor. <laughs> I haven't figured it out yet, but when I start to repeat myself, you guys will all figure it it's out. It's sponsored by my butt crack. But yeah. <laughs> and my made a butt crack. Back crack. It, and ball hammocks. <laughs> ball hammocks. So anyway. A lot of issues. That's yeah. when they contact Ed and Lorraine Warren. This one's definitely getting a lot of hits. <laughs> all the guys, wow, I have, t- I have large samples. I like metal. <laughs> I'd really be into this. <laughs> so um, so Lorraine and Ed come to the house to kind of just try to debunk it like they do in the past. You know, oh, yeah. it's a creaky board. It's a leaky pipe. And um, L- Lorraine, as soon as she walks in, she sees a dark entity that is just latched onto the family. Yeah, it's latched onto the mother's back first. Yep, and then also the her back daughters crack. after. The, the, the group, yeah, yeah the, when they they are together as a group. Yeah, it's cool. The mother's back crack. The back crack. Yeah, yeah. it's all about that back crack. Um, so then, kind of after this whole scene, uh, Lorraine goes out back and she sees the woman hanging from the tree, which is mm. pretty much the cover of the movie as well. Um, which I love that cover of the movie. You can hear too the swinging of the ropes is like prominent it's which is awesome it's i didn't even sound. catch that but I, yeah well we were just watching parts of it down in kevin's basement and he has like the surround sound and all that stuff so you can really hear oh, it well because i i've never even noticed it because i never watch anything like surround creeps sound. you out but it's creepy laptop yeah. it, you <laughs> can hear like mm-hmm. not to keep going backwards but you can hear that too just if you're going to watch the movie you hear the mother wakes up in the house for the first time and the first thing she hears upon waking up is the sound of swinging ropes so yeah, just, see, never... just keep that in mind. It's you're like it's just it's quick. So you're it, it actually I think it wakes her up. She hears it, and it's like the first thing she hears mm-hmm. is that cringing sound of rope against wood. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> sexy. It's, vis- it's visceral, <laughs> much visceral. <laughs> Mucho visceral. Okay, so she sees the woman, um, and then they're all sitting around the table, and you know um, the wife is like, "Well, why don't we just leave?" And I like how Ed kind of. I don't know if this is how he was in real life, and that's kind of how they portray him in the movie, but he kind of breaks things down to be very simple. Yeah. And he gives the analogy of, like, it's like stepping in gum. He's like, if you leave, you're going to take it with you. Mm-hmm. You know, they're latched on you. You're fucked. <laughs> you can't just leave, and, like, that's the, the end of it. You know, and then he tells them that they need the church, the church's approval to get an actual exorcism, mm-hmm. which is kind of fucked up on itself. But, I mean, not, not that they need approval, I guess, from the church, but that you need, like, Evidence, and it's almost like a court case. Mm-hmm. You know, you have to provide evidence and so on. Then it has to be pretty, pretty on point, man. They, you got to show it like really, yeah. Yeah, because if not, you know, anyone can fake a. You know, I, I don't want to work this weekend. I'm gonna fake an exorcism. Okay, <laughs> it's like faking an orgasm. You know what I mean? So they they decide to do a uh, an investigation, but they do some research into what's going on to see what they're up against, and that's when like they kind of all the history comes out. So apparently back in the 1860s, Jensen Sherman and Beth Sheba um, built this house. Um, Beth Sheba was related to Marytown Etsy, who was uh, accused of witchcraft and hung in the Salem Witch Trials. And then seven days after her baby's birth, uh, she was found sacrificing in front of the fireplace in the family house, where she ran outside, proclaimed her love for Satan, and cursed anybody who touched her land. And, wow. and hung herself from the tree out in the back. That's awesome. 
at 307 at 307 which the which we already talked about that's where the clocks broke every night <clears throat> that was a great explanation that you don't hear in the movie at all so it was great that you explained that they, they, you do hear it the, that, that yeah. whole explanation they, no, they, yeah, they do, yeah 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 we watched it but we were talking through we were probably uh, talking right. through that part but yeah they were explaining it in the movie and then they, they do yeah I can't yeah. take credit for that I wish okay. I could but they, but I then tried. they explain how out of tried. Out of I, yeah. I, yeah, I appreciate. And it. And then when the house gets built, all the other stuff happens. Yeah, yeah so they subdivide the property, the yeah. two hundred acres, and that's why you have the other weird entities that aren't necessarily um, aggressive. But you have like the the Rory, who's not aggressive. The the um April's, the little kid, yeah. April's friend there, yeah. Pinticus's mom in the basement. <laughs> Dude, oh. Um, shout so that out, shout out to Pentecost <laughs> and Ben, love you, Ben. You also got the maid who's not aggressive either. She just yes. told you that she made me do it, but so, whatever. Yes, that whole scene's dirty. So we're mm-hmm. we'll be on that in a second because that's fucking creepy. Right, we'll, too. we'll let you go. So we'll there's that. Yeah. Sorry, really? This, this is what it feels like to not get cut off. For a I don't know. I'm, yeah. keep, I'm cutting you off on purpose. This is your like you're, you're, this you're is your time to shine today. This is it, you're in, honestly, you're in the fucking. You're in the zone. Too. I literally drank a pot and a half of coffee. And you're did feeling all my it. Notes. Like you're good. You know. You know. I have an erection right now. I mean, I know. That's, the That's table. what we said. Once you mentioned Sam Elliott, it was just all. It's it was, all over. Just all. All sex. But you're killing it. Keep on. Keep going. Right. So there were some other deaths, which, like we said, weren't aggressive, but they do show up later on in the movie, um, just as overall entities. Um, so they decide to do the uh, paranormal investigation. So they have the skeptic cop, which we had talked about earlier, which I didn't understand why they had him, but I guess he volunteered. I would guess so. That's my my, my idea is that he definitely volunteered. And he just because he didn't believe it and he wanted to see it in action. He does look like Dewey from Scream. He does. Yeah, definitely. You think that was a nod to Scream? <laughs> Honestly, I don't know. I don't know James Wan if he's like a big Wes Craven fan, but it's it's very possible. That's the whole mm-hmm. thing. It's like we we know that there's some nods uh just remind me when we get to it so I can always throw out my Halloween nods because there's always oh yeah there's always some, always some Easter eggs and some nods eh? you know it uh, so they, they have the the, um, the investigation um, and they have you know infrared um, lights they have like EVP recorders just tape recorders cameras that have temperature sensors and so they end up pick up Cindy and Rory going up the stairs um, to the armoire armoire <laughs> That's it. Um, it says in my notes here, um, talk to Marco about furniture. <laughs> I'm not even lying. <laughs> it does, actually. It does, That's yeah, funny. Like, oh, Marco Furniture. <laughs> yeah. Marco Furniture expert right here. See? <laughs> Have you thought about opening your own furniture store? Yeah. Uh, possibly, but I didn't know what an armoire is, so how much of an expert am I really? <laughs> I don't know, but you're, you're a furniture poser, it's, aren't you? It's you, like, <laughs> naked on an armoire. I mean, not on an armoire. <laughs> on, on a chair. You know what's funny? So you can get away with it now. I don't know when the last time you guys were around the airport, like Boston, Logan Airport. But there's like a, a smile, Boston weed is legal. Then across from it, it's like Alicia Silverstone, like practically naked on the billboard. She's still around now. Yeah, yeah. What is she right, done at this very moment? But imagine my my chaise lounge, oh, me just you. laying down in my underwear. Uh, in oh, that picture, no, no that, I love it. Isn't that the very iconic um, the poolside picture? No, but isn't Kramer a very famous Seinfeld? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. He was on the, the, uh, the that's a chaise lounge. lounge. It, it is, is. Yeah. absolutely. That's why I know what it is. That's why we you. Okay. Oh, that should totally be. You. And no, yeah. it's a Kramer, dude. Kramer, it's man. you on the chaise lounge in that poolside picture, oh. except the quote is Nita Nuba. 
<laughs> yeah. Well, next time we do vintage bird pictures, vintage maybe bird maybe I'll get down on your shoes. That would be fucking good. Vintage yeah. bird. Can we lay a cloth down for us, just in case? <laughs> just in case. You don't want my crack touching it. It would be good. It would be good. <laughs> okay. We're gonna, gonna put like a pentagram right. up in the background though, or something. Um. So getting getting back on topic. So they end up going to the armoire. Um. April disappears. And then they end up finding out that they're, well, these UV light, they find out, you know, they follow the footprints where they go and goes to the armoire that all the creepy clapping and shit. Yeah, the headbanging on it. Headbanging. Yeah. And so they, they find this like, like trap door in the back and there's a hole in the wall. And that's where um, some items, some haunted items are. Uh, the um, We didn't really t- touch on the um, the carousel, the mu- carousel music Yeah, box. it's creepy. It has that that spiral yeah. in the glass you and it just listen to me like the hypnosis yeah spiral. is it a clown it's like a clown that pops out it's it's supposed to be like a jack-in-the-box slash music box music box yeah, yeah. it's a good combination of both just really fucked up items yeah it's that cool. but when it stopped the music stops that's where you see little rory yeah yeah in the background but anyway um so lorraine ends up going into the the room um she, she finds, like, a dust spot where the carousel was, and then she finds a few other items. Which is in the wall. I don't know if you said that, right? I, I might have. I mentioned it, but it's I might It's in the wall. So, so yeah. in the wall. Yeah. And then she pulls up a rope from the basement, and you don't, the whole time, you're like, what the hell is on the end of this rope? going to be a body? It's going to be, like, a, you know, what is going to be on the end of this? And it ends up just being this huge-ass noose, which adds that extra creep factor, too, because, you know... Um, it's definitely built for a big neck. Yeah. For a big old neck. Mm-hmm. Well, like, and then was, like, we constantly go back and forth to the witch hanging from the tree. The sounds of the rope rubbing on the wood, seeing her hanging, um, you know, seeing the rope in the walls. Speaking of walls or being in the walls, I don't know if James Wan was trying to do a throw a throw out to... Uh, People under the West stairs. West Craven, yeah. People under the stairs. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, fool. You know, maybe he is a West Craven fan. I we just we didn't we didn't look into James Wan's history, but I mean, he it did could what? be a West Craven throw. It could be a West Craven throw out. The three but, things I know that he's done is Saw, right? He did the first Saw at least. Yes, did the Conjuring. He, he wrote. He wrote the first Saw. He didn't direct it though, but he's, he wrote uh, it. He's done a bunch of shit. It's all right. He, he was probably had his hands in it. Yeah. He's had. And he's had his hands on all of them. And then he did the Insidious movies. But I don't know how many he did, though. Do you think it could have been a, th- uh, a nod to Sonny when the cats get stuck in the wall? Oh, that, that would be good, <laughs> yeah. Just throw more cats in the wall. Just throw more cats. James Wan has done Stygian, Saw, Saw 2, Saw 3, Dead Silence. Makes sense because a lot of the, the visual makeup is reminiscent of... Um, of Dead Silence. He did Death Sentence. So he directed four. the first three Saws. And then Saw he wrote five. the first one too, as well as directed. Saw 6. He did Insidious. Saw 3D. The Conjuring. Insidious 2. Annabelle. Demonic. Furious 7. Is that part of that whole fact? Yeah, yeah but yeah, I'm just looking Furious. at directed. Which was he directed? Yeah, Insidious 3. He, he was always on... So even, well, he, had, he had a dude with all those he, movies. He, Look, it's a cross. He, he he's did, had his dick in every single... He either did director or producer. He was either director or producer. See that? It's a cross. You think that's done on purpose? See the green? Oh! Awesome. I see it. That's awesome. Oh, I see it. That's, <laughs> yeah, that's fucked up. Um, Conjuring 2, Lights Out. Again, Lights Out actually is pretty... Pretty good acclaimed movie, but I think he was... But he didn't direct those. No, he's yeah. pre- he produced. So he directed Saws 1 through 3. He did The Conjuring. Did he do The Conjuring 2 is my question. Uh, yes. Yeah, he so did, he directed he did everything in Conjuring. Yeah. Okay. He wrote, produced, and directed. All right, all right. That's I know everything. He didn't star in it like he did in the first one. 
<laughs> We're not going to get into that. We're not going <laughs> down this road. We're not going down that fucking wormhole. Uh, as an HR professional, I must tell you that we probably should stay away from these topics. Okay? <laughs> it's probably in your best Although interest. I will say that they did do due diligence in diversifying the movie. They did have several um, diverse characters within this film. So, hmm. okay, moving on. Yeah. <laughs> That's our disclaimer for anyone who wants to... All right, uh, keep going. You almost, we're almost there. All right, bring so, it home. So she's in the wall. She finds the noose, and then all of a sudden, she just drops ass through the fucking floor, through the floor, all the way down to the basement. They're running around. They don't know where she is in this huge old house, and uh, so she ends up in the basement. That's kind of when I say all shit, all, uh, all shit, all hell breaks loose. But it's kind of like. The second tier of all hell breaking loose. There's just shit everywhere. There's just shit everywhere. Oh. So she starts seeing all kinds of messed up entity shit. You got the you got Rory. You got the the fat uh, like mean, the large woman yeah. who hung herself in the yeah, basement. Yeah, but she's like super large. I mean, she's large. Yeah, it, it, super large. She's wearing a yellow dress, but if she were blue, she would look like Violet from Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Yeah, you know I mean, all like blue, roll, all blown roll, up. Roll her yeah, up the yeah. yeah. Of course, all blown up. She made me do it. And oh, yeah, and it shows her with the knife over the child. Yes. Or the maid. I can't figure out who it is, but it's somebody. She's over somebody. It's yeah, probably the child. I, I thought that too. I was like, is it, that the maid? It kind of looked like the maid. It looked like the maid, but it, it could have been. Maybe, no, but why would why would she slit the maid's wrist and right. with a knife? That doesn't right, make right. sense. So, so I think it must be, but it's she just made, the angle. But you're right. It was, the yeah. white, it was the black and white clothing right. of the... But Rory also had black clothing on too. It was so, the time period. Yeah. The time period, everything well, was then black sh- and white. Then they show the face of the maid. Right? Isn't that the face of the maid they show at the very end? Like, not the end, but like the end of that scene? Or was that the, the big woman? I no, that was the big woman. woman. Oh, that yeah, was the big yeah. woman. It was the larger lady. So, yeah. So, she, she sees her killing, or standing with the knife, was she made me do it, she keeps saying. She made me do it. That's what it was. That's weird, because that's what the... The, the maid also said. The maid said. also said that. So, that's kind of like the ongoing theme, like, this witch... Yes. So pretty much once they find out what it is, they start referring to it as the witch, which I like. Mm-hmm. The first half of the movie, it's just this dark entity, and then second half is kind of like the witch. Mm-hmm. So yeah, the witch is kind of making them. The witch made the 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 maid kill herself. I think the the witch made the large woman kill her son and hang herself. herself in the basement. You know, so but, it's kind of like that, just showing that possession, the control. But when she's over, like with the knife, like they disappear, and then she turns around, and then she's playing with the box looking for Rory again mm-hmm. remember mm-hmm. and then she puts down the box and the lady's right there her face right okay yeah her. that was the scene I was thinking of okay but then that's when she comes up the stairs yeah and she realizes she realizes that's the mother is the one getting taken by the witch she's possessing the mother to kill the child and that's yeah, when that... they figure out what's going on Marco yeah should we cross that out <laughs> no I just wanted to be, yeah, yeah, that's yeah, the part no. I love that part man yeah because it all sounds like the whole you know all, you kind of think of it all, all along but then all right. of a sudden it just kind of solidifies that and point. that explains like I don't know if we we said it like she has the bruises throughout the movie we mentioned well we mentioned bruises in the beginning but yeah. yeah but like and she keeps getting them and, and then actually I, we didn't even talk about the part the, the nod to Halloween well, not the sheet, but the part where she gets thrown up in her mouth. Does that happen yet? Well, that's... Oh, no, that happens after. No, no, that's 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 way... That's the Halloween thing. Oh, okay, okay. That's the whole sheet scene. Oh, that's right. You're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. My apologies. Why don't we touch base in the sheet, sheet scene? Yeah, speaking of hard-ons, mine is... I'm getting erect. Yeah, definitely. I, and I don't know. It could... I, I'm, I'm not trying to actually research whether James Wan is, you know, influenced by Carpenter and Wes Craven. I, I would assume he is. I mean, if you're in the horror genre, then you're... 
you're obviously they're probably some how, of your influences. Let me ask you a question. How old is he? One, he was born in the late seventies, so he's so he think of what how old he would have been in all those so very iconic movies. So he's yeah, so he's, he's like forty years old then. Yeah, so yeah, he would have been he would have been at that perfect age for like the the. Then he probably was. We the, can we can assume that he was. We I mean, you'd be crazy not to. So there is a scene where they're uh, Lorraine and Ed are out by the um, by by the clothesline, and there's they're just hanging. I don't even know why they're hanging sheets and stuff, kind of. For no reason. It's pretty pointless. <laughs> because they just washed them. <clears throat> is that what it is? Yeah. They didn't. They probably didn't have dryers. Or maybe they had dryers, but they didn't own one. Was that their house, though? No. no they, they, were helping, they were helping the, uh, the, the, the Perrons. They were still kind the of pointless. Yeah. It was pointless about it. They had to clean the sheets. Everybody's sleeping on the floor and stuff. You have to wash that stuff. Gotcha. Good point. <laughs> you have ghosts in your fucking house, Kevin. You're going to piss to bed now. Kevin, do you wash your sheets? No. <laughs> 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 Do you know where you're sleeping tonight? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're clean, I swear. No, it's Do you even true. have an amour, bro? No, luckily, my, my loving wife, uh, shout out to Lolo, she does take care of the bedding, and it's just because she does that. There's nothing else. It's not to do with the fact. We're just splitting up even responsibilities. Yeah, even responsibilities. I take care of the outside of the home, and she just she's doing a great job. Love you, honey. <laughs> but uh, but I will say that there, it's definitely reminiscent of you know you got the clothesline and they're hanging the sheets. I'm like, what do you think? Immediately in anyone's mind, you're like, fucking Michael Myers is behind that sheet. It just it just like yeah, because it's, it's such a an iconic scene. It's anyway, a trigger yeah, with Jamie Lee Curtis and he disappears. And then Marco's favorite part, and he brought up a good point. It's it's actually uh, I, I think this is an iconic point in the movie because I haven't seen it done. You want to talk about the sheet? Oh, when the sheet blows off, like the wind takes the sheet off the clothesline, and then it looks like it wraps around a body, and then it flies up towards the window where Carolyn is sleeping, and then the sheet falls from the window, and then all of a sudden you see a figure there. Yeah. And that's where Such a and it's the witch. It, and it's the witch, and it's it's crazy. So that's what leads to the whole thing where she ends up throwing something up into Carolyn's mouth. She gets on top of her, Carolyn yeah. wakes up, and she oh. like throws it up in her mouth, and that's her possessing Carolyn. So I, that scene is iconic in that way. You see, like the Halloween ode. I think it is kind of Halloween. Anytime yeah, you and, see a sheet, I was yeah, in the sheet. Now just bread and between yeah. between the sheets, just hanging and, and blowing flying, in the wind, yeah. and then when the sheet lands on the witch that's in the yard, I automatically thought Ghost Bob. So <laughs> Ghost Bob, I'm just convinced. I'm probably delusional, but fuck all of you. All right? I it's a Halloween Bob, nod. Yeah. It's Ghost Bob. That's but what, yeah, but that part is crazy, and that's uh, when they move on to the hotel. I think is that where we are. Uh, not quite yet. Okay. So, at, at, all right. Um, so at the end of the intervention, um, the uh, tech intervention. I'm not not intervention. The um, investigation. Okay. Okay. We'll call him the tech intervention. Intervention. Inter- intervention. No. <laughs> we'll call him the tech fellow. I don't know his name. This podcast is sponsored by the word intervention. intervention. <laughs> um. So that they're able to capture um the daughter being tossed about, pulled by her hair. They get all this on film, and then. They gather the evidence, they go to see the priest, and then he's pretty much shitting on Ed and Lorraine and the family because the children aren't baptized and they're not members of the church. So that's kind of like a big, like, you know, that's going to slow things up, you know. Um, so yeah, so the, the approval must come straight from the Vatican, um, which is kind of bogus. But um, that's when they decide to get the fuck out of Dodge. Right, that's they when, go to the hotel. That's when they go to the hotel, and that's when kind of like the... The climax kind of starts to really build up. Mm-hmm. 
So then, there uh, say climax again. Climax. There you go. All right, we. <laughs> climax. Could you guys stay on track? Get your minds out of the gutter. So anyway, this podcast brought to you by the word climax. Um, there is one little thing we forgot, and I don't see. I think it's more um, building the story for future films. But when the Annabelle when, scene. Well, when Lorraine falls in the basement, um, she tries to run away, and her locket that her daughter oh. gave her, that is a matching one, was ripped from her neck in the basement. Is that symbolic? Well, later on in the movie, that's how the dark entity, or we'll call it the witch. We're going to call it the witch now. That's how the witch... So right now, like right now when they're in the hotel, at the same time at Ed and Lorraine's house, um, their daughter's sleeping, and the, the witch is channeling her energy through those um, lockets. Yeah. yeah. So that's the whole scene with That's Annabelle. how it happens with Annabelle, yeah. That's the whole, whole kind of... You know, the girl's sleeping, the locket starts moving, she hears something weird, she goes downstairs, she gets trapped in a room, all of a sudden Annabelle's in a rocking chair with someone. With the witch. With that's the witch. The, I'm assuming that's the witch. It never oh, yeah. shows her face. Because it, it's cool, because like, Annabelle's head turns and looks at her, but the witch just stays witch. looking straight, so you never see the face, you just see the hair. So I'm guessing it's, it, it's the witch be, Billy's... I mean, witch. I'm Dude, sorry. Which Billy? Which Billy? You just said Billy, didn't you? Yeah, you did say Billy. Honing back to uh, what's what's the name of the movie again? Uh, Black Christmas. Black Christmas. Yeah. Okay, so at the same time that that's going on at the Warren household with Nana, fucking Nana's gonna get out of bed and get on her game. She's not getting paid for that. So um, in the middle of the night, they're in the motel, and all of a sudden, the wife takes the youngest daughter, I believe. Uh, the um, two youngest. Oh, there's two. It's there's two. two. The it's two. the blonde and uh, Christine, I believe. The one with the the boys, like bull hair. Okay, so April and Christine. The, the beetle. We'll the, call her the beetle. The beetle, yes. Yeah. <laughs> so in the middle of the night, all of a sudden they just hop in the car and take off. Um, Roger shows up to the house. They're freaking out. Like, hey, mom just took... To the hotel. Two yeah, sisters. To hotel. Yeah, to the motel. You know, so they, they, they realize and that now they know what's going on because of the whole possession thing. The whole... Um, they they know her, the the witch's motive. Witch. The witch. So they know they know what they want. They they know what's gonna happen. They need to stop it. So so by now the wife is basically full ass possessed. Yeah, like full ass possessed. And so he calls Ed and uh, Lorraine Warren yep. and tells her they, they she took off. She's like, oh, they're gonna. They, you know, she's taking it back to the house to kill him. Yeah. And that's where all hell breaks loose. So everybody convenes on the house. Yep. They know what's going to happen, so it's just a matter of getting there in time. So. So they end up, they're in the basement, and they're like, we got to get her out of here, we got to bring her to the church. They we somehow telepath from Connecticut. Dude, I know, Marco made a good point. Like It, it, I mean, there, there it is, seems like it's all going on simultaneously, I mean, but it could have been... We can literally just research this in 10 seconds. I mean, it takes place in wherever in Rhode Island and wherever in Connecticut. There we are attached. Maybe it's 20 minutes apart. Who the fuck knows? Yeah, you know? I mean, I don't know where they are. It, it, I mean, if it's Western Connecticut, then that ain't happening. Yeah, I, they know? probably, let's be honest, why have a scene of them driving for no fucking apparent reason? Right, let's right, just get right, to the right, point. Right, right, right. And that's what it is. We, you know, too. that's what the, the problem with movies. You only have like... Two hours or less than that, an hour and a half to be able to have a really good movie. People are going to find something to complain about, like, oh, well, there's no way that they could have gone from Connecticut to Rhode Island that fast to their house. Yeah, well, what do you want? A 30 minute scene of them driving in the yeah. car? Because then you'll bitch about a 30 minute driving scene, you know yeah. what I mean? What do you like, want to listen oh. to, Lorraine? I don't know. What do you want to listen to, Ed? <laughs> so, um, so they. They, they go to take her out of the house. They go to bring her to the church or to the priest that they were talking to, but they he's out of town. And if she leaves the house, the witch will basically kill her. She goes out the door. They go to pull her out the door, and all of a sudden her face just starts to blister, and they just realize, um, Lorraine realizes she's going to kill her if she leaves. She has to stay here. So Ed puts his big boy pants on and decides to do the exorcism. He's like, let's do this. 
Um, so they bring her. Well, she gets kind of sucked sucked back down to the basement. Yeah. Oh yeah. Absolutely. She gets. That's another good dragon. Yeah. She creepy. gets dragged down. So she gets dragged back down to the basement. Um, they they're able to tie her up, subdue her, and throw a, a sheet on her, which actually worked really well because it added that like. You don't know what's going on in there. And you're like, oh, that kind of sucks. Like, I want to see what I don't. I like the creep factor. And then all of a sudden, like, rips halfway after she pukes blood on it. Another throwback to uh, Halloween, Ghost Bob. Just saying. Ghost, Ghost Just Bob. saying. Ghost Bob. <laughs> two hours and seven minutes. Thank you, Marco. Yeah, it only took... Okay, so Marco researched it. It only took them two hours and seven minutes to get from right, Connecticut but, to Rhode Island. Let's see. Um, there was less overpopulation then. Um, no, tel- telepathy. <laughs> oh, te- oh, they just like... But uh, maybe the motel was far away because it never does specify where the motel was, so that could be it. Maybe wait, that's not telepathy. I'm wrong. Um, teleportation. Teleportation. Yeah, like like nightcrawler. Like nightcrawler. But he has to visually see where he's going. They couldn't do that. It's not telepathy. Well, they know the houses. Yeah, no. I think house? he has to visually be able to see it. So like, he can't go through a wall if he can't see the other side of it. Oh, like he can only go from like he, he can go through the window because he can see. That's it. Dumb. What's the point? That's why Nightcrawler why? though. Not all of them are like that. Why even be? Why even be? <laughs> I just I don't know why. That just I just thought of Judas Priest. Nightcrawler. Oh, because it's amazing. Yeah. Beware the beast and black Nightcrawler. <laughs> all right. You can't see it, but I'm doing. We're gonna get sued. Rob Halford dance. Halford's gonna sue us. Nah, he likes cats. He's a good guy. Yeah, yeah. We're just thinking the same in ba- fucking thing. In Baby Shark, it's cats. Really funny. Yeah, he always wears cat t-shirts. It's the weirdest thing. Baby Shark. Oh no! I if I didn't know, I would think he was shark. gay. Yum, 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 oh yeah, me too. <laughs> <laughs> if I didn't know, I swear to God, I would think Ron Alfred was gay. Um, so anyway, after such a long build-up, it, it it does have like kind of it does have like kind of a I don't want to say like a a, a quick um, ending, but kind of like it builds up for like maybe an hour and a half, and like the last ten minutes, it's like. The climax. Yeah, well, you get the climax, and then it's just like, yeah, the climax just seems very short in comparison to the movie, mm-hmm. which I don't think affects it at all. It's almost like you're like, oh, cool. Like, no, it's con- good. It's just a constant climax. And then, yeah, it is. Mm-hmm. I, I climax like three times watching three it. Three times watching this yeah. movie. Yeah, so the ex- exorcism works, all's right with the world, it's unicorn and rainbow farts and all that shit, like yeah. the last ten minutes, and that's kind of how it, it wraps up. It's such an intense movie throughout the whole thing, which is kind of like, all of a sudden you're like, ah, oh, not cool, now I don't have to watch a cartoon. Yeah, I don't have to watch them happy after this. Like I'm not gonna have well, I might have nightmares. But so Marco, Doug, do we recommend The Conjuring? I say 100. percent I think it's. I was saying this earlier to you guys. I think it's uh, one of the best exorcism movies I've ever seen in general. You know, take away The Exorcist. Maybe The Exorcist Three is a great one. You know, uh, but it's one of the best movies I've ever seen. And, and like for recent time, like for recent horror movies. You know yeah. me, I'm not into a, a lot of yeah. recent horror movies. And I just like the way it was shot. I thought all oh, the darkness, like we were talking about earlier, and and uh, just like the scares were really good in it, and it got me a few times, and and that doesn't happen very often. So I, I definitely recommend it a hundred and ten percent. Everybody has to see this movie, especially rec- if you're into this, you know, ghost stuff. What I want. I was gonna say, what would you recommend on the vintage, the vintage? Boner? Fuck off the oh. vintage boner scale. It's a five for me, baby. Out of ten? No, out of five. <laughs> <laughs> Not going down this road. <laughs> You know, Doug, what about you, man? You recommend? Uh, you know? Um, I, I kind of, I don't want to say became obsessed with this, but from the first time seeing it and the first time since I think it came out, and I, for some reason I don't remember if I saw it entirely or its entirety, but back then, but for something that has no gore, no sex, and no swearing, that has an R rating, I think it's a fucking great flick. Yeah, I agree. I know it's nothing new. 
Um, they've been doing possession and supernatural films sure. forever. But but James Wan, yeah, I got that right, James Wan. Yeah, uh, he he just hit his. He he knows how to deal with this kind of filming. Yeah, and 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 just the the, the acting was great. My only beef, and it's not really a beef, but like, um, I love Roger, well, Roger, um, Ron Livingston, but he kind of just plays like the cliche dad. Mm-hmm. There's really nothing to him, but I, I guess that's his point, because if he was too... You mean he's Peter? Damn it. <laughs> and I do agree. I thought he it's was Peter, like, right? kind of... From, yeah, it's Peter from Office Space. It oh, is, yes, yeah, 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 yeah. But I, I do feel he's even kind of subdued in the part at the end where he's ta- trying to talk her down, come back to him. He's like, come back to him. Yeah. But it's you know, instead like, of being like, come back to him. You know, like, he, he doesn't seem over-emotional about it. That's because they couldn't have Patrick Wilson do two parts. That's yeah. Why. <laughs> well, maybe he, he was... You would have been great. I'm like, Patrick Wilson would have been the awesome... Well, we can only have him as Ed Warren, so he can't have him do two parts. <laughs> maybe he was secretly on Ludes. That was a drug back then. Maybe. Ludes. Oh. Maybe, well, maybe, maybe. No, he's a truck driver. Maybe he's on like uppers and downers. Mm-hmm. Uppers to keep you up and yeah. driving. And, and, and I, I recommend the movie too. I, I honestly think that um, I agree with what Doug was saying about James Wan. I, you got to check out some of his other films too, like Dead Silence. I don't know. We're, we're going to figure out what we're going to watch tonight after the Bees game, but um, if we're coherent... But we're we're probably gonna watch either we might need subtitles The Conjuring Two or or maybe Dead Silence because honestly that those two films like he just did s- such great things with those movies and and the first Saw as much as I don't really like the Saw series I, I mind, agree I'm not like a huge fan but of the all first this. Saw is a really freaking killer movie because I'm pretty man. sure he wrote it and directed he that did one. yeah yeah I think the rest he might have just directed but yeah he's also got the he directed the the Curse of the Lorana coming out in 2019. La Lora, La Lora. Yeah, he oh, also. La Lora. He, La Lora. Yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah. that whole it's a, that's that whole Mexican theme of, um, she's like basically the <coughs> the goddess of the dead in Mexico. That's actually cool. That might actually be a good movie. And he also did all everything for Conjuring Two. I think we already mentioned that, but I know he did everything for Conjuring Two. Wrote, produced, directed. Also, your your boy. Uh, before we wrap it up, your your boy Patrick Wilson, who's in your your favorite movie, Bone Tomahawk. Oh fuck yeah, he was. That movie's great too. Everyone. And Prometheus. We, I haven't seen that one. We might have to do. He was in Prometheus. We might have to do Patrick. Patrick Wilson found his calling. He's been in a bunch of shit, but I feel like he finally figured out. Doug, you'll have your second. Put your hand down. I think he. <laughs> I think he honestly found his calling in horror, which is strange because he's. I don't really see him as like a horror character, but he does such a good job in them. He's just that yeah. perfect balance medium, um, because I love. All of the Insidious movies. Yeah, I, awesome. I was just about to say that. I think he's great in Insidious. He was great in those, I mean, he's in, like, know? what, the first two, I think. Correct, yeah. yeah. He was he was great in those, and despite what people think. Oh, I he's love, in the full I love Monty? all fucking four yeah, Insidious. Weird. I need to catch up on those two. Yeah, those are great, man. People, you know what, mixed reviews, but there's so many good, there are so many wow. shitty movies that have come out, and people have said, oh, they're great. I, I, keep, I always shit on fucking Get Out and Hereditary is, oh, they're critically acclaimed horror movies. Those movies suck. Sometimes yeah, he's, he's actually going to be in the newest Annabelle, too. Annabelle comes home. Oh, it makes sense, because awesome. it takes place at his house. It takes place. And we got to watch that preview, too, and I want to put yeah, that yeah, up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, we'll definitely get that up for you guys. So we're going to do that. Uh, Nightmare Cinema is one he's got coming out in June this year. Nice. Um, it's right. kind of like a haunted cinema type thing, but the I didn't see a, um, um, a preview. But the flyer looks cool, and the pictures that I saw look really we'll cool. We'll have to so. check it out. Yeah, so Nightmare Cinema coming out in June, late June. All right, well, on that... First and foremost, we have to thank our boy over in Ireland, 
Mr. Keith McCoy, Slancha, thank you so much for making us official with our awesome intro music. Everyone, please check him out at Keith McCoy Music. He's on Facebook. We try to promote him as much as we can. We love his support. Can't thank him enough, and hopefully we continue doing some stuff with him musically when this podcast uh, continues to take off. Speaking of that, we love all the support from everybody out there. We have almost 400 downloads, and we've only been doing this for six months now, and it's awesome. So the fact that we're getting a lot of listeners is awesome, a lot of downloads, but we need more. We always need more. If you if you appreciate what we're doing or you support the podcast, please, please like us, subscribe to us. Um, any reviews will help. Five-star reviews will push us to the front of podcasting. We're on Apple Music. We're on Podbean. We are on Google Play. I'm not sure how much activity we have going on on Google Play, but... It, it helps us. Doug's trying to write me a note. It's supposed to say Instagram. I thought that said Angra. I'm like, what about Angra? Are we talking music already, Doug? Yeah. The... Looks like Lasagna. We're on Instagram. Doug's doing shit. a phenomenal job heading the Instagram page. It's great. Hell, we even had a shutter. Like, that's fucking big, man. I don't know. Somebody on Shutter likes our shit. So, um, Shutter, if you're listening, we want a sponsor. All right, get on that shit. We want oh. you to be in and around our malls. What the fuck? Yeah. Did you want shit? We do appreciate the support, but you, in order to help us, we really need your support by liking the page. Um, speaking of, I want to throw a shout out to uh, somebody we grew up with, Casey Souza. He had nothing but great things to say about the podcast. And was I talked to him on the phone last week, and the guy was like, Anything I can do to help support the podcast, I love what you guys are doing, and that means the world to us, because um, it's just three dudes that get together and just kind of talk shit. Mm-hmm. Drink mm-hmm. beer. Mm-hmm. And drink beer. So That's for you, Casey. Yeah, Casey, mm-hmm. I mean C, Souza. Yeah, K, K to the C. We're going to have him on the podcast sometime to fill in. When are you, you said you're going to be, you're going to disappear for a month or something? Yeah, like three weeks. Going out to sea? July to <laughs> August. Yeah, I'm going out to sea. Yeah. Going out to sea. <laughs> Is it July? Into August, yeah. Like July 30th to August 19th, I'll be gone. Well, if Marco's not around, we might need you, Casey Souza, to fill in. So think about that. I don't agree that. with this, but it's all right. I'll accept. I'll allow it. I mean, nobody can nobody can replace Marco's <laughs> back crack, but I mean... Casey, I love you, but you won't look as good as in the Shea Lounge. But yeah, you're not going to look good on the Shea's Lounge. But if you come up, we can do something. So we appreciate the support. And everybody else who likes our podcast... Including the Steves. We see out there, man. Ken's always liking our shit, so we appreciate that. Sheila, stop feeding them those cheese platters, though. You're going to kill them. It's going to die young. It's going to die young. <laughs> you want one helping or two, Steve? We're, we're going to actually have a, like, a, what do you call it, a slumber party. You're going to stay at my house next weekend, too, right? Yeah, I am. So it's going to be me, him, Kenny, and Sheila all at my oh, house. Oh, Jesus yeah. Christ. That's going to be crazy. Yeah. Well, yeah, I told Sheila I was training my liver. I've, I've been doing like... <laughs> Like like a, like a marathon runner would prepare for a marathon. I've been like drinking beers, like six pack, eight packs. You heard me, an eight pack. It's like two four packs. Yeah. And anytime anybody has any stories that they want to send to us, please, it's uh, vintageburnpodcast at gmail And that just could be even for our metal mysteries segment. If you have any like weird, uh, mysterious stories revolving around metal or hard rock, we want to hear them so that we can you know just talk about them on the podcast so that'd be awesome thanks a lot that's the end until next month any words of wisdom from you guys somebody usually has something wise to say let your candles pull bruh
That was good. All right. Yeah. Always say this saran wrap. Thank <laughs> you.